On today's episode of Bite Sized, we are discussing the 17th scene of the movie Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 20 minutes and 50 seconds to 21.53. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Size, the Twilight Review Pod. I guess you could call it a Twilight Review Podcast. I'm reviewing the Twilight movies one scene at a time with a different guest. Who am I? I'm your host, Ben Bear. Who is my guest this week? Well, it's not the one from last week. That's how having a different guest every time works. This week's guest is an actor, a musician, a dog uncle, sometimes all three of those things at the same time. Derek Dimkowitz, welcome to Bite Size. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Good. How's it going? How you doing? I'm doing good. Which, Hanging out, watching your cat bat around this little cough drop on the floor. It's pretty yeah, entertaining. For the listener at home, if you hear any uh, noises that you don't normally hear in a podcast, that is a cat trying to get a cough drop out from under a dining room table bench. It's very entertaining. For us, and not you, I'm sorry you can't see it. <laughs> it's a very visual gag going on right it now. It really is. <laughs> We're having a great time without you, listener. Hashtag FOMO. Derek, how you been? You've been traveling a lot recently. What's up with that? I have. Yeah, uh, I'm, I live in Chicago, but I'm moving out not to Los Angeles. Longer, I know. I'm moving to Los Angeles in just a few weeks. Very excited for that. Going out there with all of my acting and my music stuff, not with my dog uncle stuff, that kind of stuff. Uh, are, you, are you planning on disowning your siblings? I'm not, I'm not, something? I'm okay. not. I, I do have four siblings, and each of them has a dog, so yeah. I'm very jealous of that. Okay, well, hey. <laughs> Always the dog uncle, never the dog owner. Maybe one day you can get a dog of your own. Maybe one day. Uh, thank you for finding time in your busy schedule to come do this little rinky-dink podcast. I know we're not big LA fancy and we're not we're not European sophisticated for you but we're here and we're gonna do it Derek I'm gonna start this interview the way I start all interviews on the show and that is by asking you what is your history with the Twilight franchise my history with the Twilight franchise I have uh two sisters um and they were um both pretty into Twilight when it came out uh, and when it came out, I was in middle school, and as a middle school boy, I was like, <laughs> Twilight sucked, that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. I've, I've definitely softened on it as I've gotten older. I mean, the movies mm-hmm. are just a lot of fun. I, I think I've seen all of them. Okay. Uh, I've definitely seen the first one multiple times. Sure. Uh, I've never read them. I do love the vampire genre. Sure, vampires are great. How old were you when you first interacted with Twilight? Like, saw the movies. How, when would, do you think the first time you saw that first movie? Maybe 15, 16. Okay. Something like that. I, th- I think that's where I was. So while you were out. still a little too cool for it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. When I was still like, uh-huh. Step Brothers is the best movie of all time. <laughs> oh, boy. It is, though. It is the best movie. I haven't, I, look, I haven't seen it in 10 or 12 years. I can't really comment on that. Oh, you don't watch it? Every week, like no. I do. Oh, that's no, a I, shame. I, I'm not watching Step Brothers one scene at a time with a different cast oh, every man. week. Maybe <laughs> you when Twi- get on that. Maybe when I'm done with the Twilight movies in 2030. Yeah, uh, I haven't decided what I'll do with this show. Maybe it'll become a Step Brothers podcast. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when did you watch it for the first time? Then, as an adult, how did you come back in around to it? I don't remember specifically. Uh, I think it was sometime in in college. I. We, we would always just throw on random movies that people yeah. love. We would like take sh- turns and stuff. Um, my movie was always Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. Of um, course. <laughs> uh, uh, every other week, people were, damn it, it's Derek's movie night again. Uh-huh. Shoot. 
Either way, at some point in college, I w- we went back and I watched the first movie, and I remember being like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> this yeah. movie is a ton of fun. Yeah. Let's get into the scene. It's Bella. She's in a parking lot. A car drives into the parking lot, swerves, hits some ice, slides, almost hits her. Edward jumps in, saves her. Oh, it's awkward for a second. He runs away. Kids run in. Scene's over. And that's it. She's listening to her headphones in there. What do you think she's listening to? What are her music tastes like? I bet she's listening to Paramore. Paramore. That feels like right on brand for what's mm. going on here. And, and it, honestly, it... it could just be uh, bring me to life. I, oh yeah, it, 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 it seems like the kind of tone that they'd be setting for the scene where it's like I'd, it's right on the money. It's honestly kind of shocking that that song never makes it into any of the Twilight movies. Yeah, because in terms of genre and lyrics, it's like right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's the right type of music that they're trying to get in these movies, and it's the perfect, the lyrics are all about wake me up inside. Yeah, and, and th- like, think about your target audience, too. Right. If, if your target audience is girls, and you have this like awesome female rock group, like throw them in there. And, and this just the heavy-handed symbolism in this movie, a song that says, bring me to life, wake me up inside, is like exactly on level with a lot of the other stuff you're saying and doing really a missed opportunity uh, on the part of the twilight films i once again think she's listening to the song that we hear in the scene i think uh that's diegetic is to use a fancy word there do you know what song it is in the scene because i keep hearing it and it's just like such a weird um no i don't i'm gonna look it up and see if i can figure out what song it is Okay. Twilight soundtrack. I just remember it coming in and being like, this suddenly feels like an 80s sci-fi movie with like the boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Okay, so there is... the Stranger Things soundtrack. There is a Paramore song in this movie. Oh, good. So that's good. I'm ecstatic to hear they do have a Paramore, Paramore song in there. And I, I'm not the, the biggest Paramore head. I love the songs that I know by Paramore. Yeah. And I know that Bring Me to Life is like their poppiest song and uh-huh. my all my friends who are big Paramore fans are like that's not even their best song which usually happens with artists where like the most popular isn't necessarily their best so maybe it was a smart move to use a deeper cut Paramore song and that's to someone who does not really know Paramore so maybe it's not even a deep cut sure. I'm kind of digging a hole for myself uh maybe it is let's see it's called Decode, and from what I can tell, it may have been actually written for the movie. Oh. Um, like a new, a new completely original Paramore song. Hi, Editor Ben here. Just jumping in for a moment to note that lead singer Haley Williams had some mixed feelings about it, as she recounted to Rolling Stone UK. I definitely struggled when we did that soundtrack. There was part of me that read the books. I loved them. They were easy reads and they were fun. It was, holy shit, we have a song in a movie. That was crazy. And then the resentment set in. Like, oh my god, we're the Twilight Band. It took a long time to get over that part of myself that wanted to be like, you're a poser. I just kind of had to be like, no, fuck it. Radiohead's on that. Paramore did turn down an invitation to contribute a song to the sequel. That's that's having them even more involved than I thought they were at all. Uh-huh. You know, the more you learn. Yeah, let me see. No, no, no. 
Uh, it's called Trimble for My Beloved by Collective Soul. That's the song we're hearing in this movie. Oh. There, there you go. So let's get back into the actual scene. There's yeah. a guy driving into the parking lot in a cool van, which further highlights my point that all the cars in this high school are impossibly cool. Mm. Were the cars in your high school this cool? No, not at all. Where did you go to high school? Somewhere to, in Michigan. Yeah, I went yeah. to high school at uh, U of D Jesuit. It was a Catholic school okay. uh, down Seven Mile in Detroit. Some people actually had cars like that. There was yeah. like the occasional uh, <laughs> like super fancy Mustang or something yeah. like that. A gift from daddy, but um, but not uh, most of the cars were were I don't know just generic cars, uh, generic yeah. mid two thousands cars. There seems to be a direct correlation. Just looking at this a still of this parking lot from this scene, there seems to be a direct correlation between how cool your car is and how important you are to the plot of the movie. Mm. Because Bella has her old truck that doesn't look like any other car there. The Cullens all have their very cool product placement, Volvos and whatnot. Mm. This guy who almost hits Bella has a cool van. Another guy has a different cool van. Basically, if you want to be someone important at Forks High School you got to have a good car, and I guess the rest will just fall into place. Yeah. Because there are some, I don't know, Honda Civics in there. That's the kind of car I drove, uh, and I can see uh, one or two of those in here, mm. and I'm sure those people are not important. Yeah. We never see someone drive them. Yeah, you know, that's reflected in real life, too. Yeah. People with those kinds of cars are like, man, I'm so important yeah. to the plot of life right now. Right. I'd also like to point out, this guy driving is driving so fast. He really is driving. He's in a parking lot yeah. right after school. What yeah. is so urgent? And if you look at the structure of this parking uh-huh. lot, how? where are you going to go going this fast? You're going to have to come to a dead stop. You're about to hit a, uh, hit a right angle. Yeah, and, and we can look here because this parking lot appears to be one entry, one exit. We're going to get like jfk zapruder film on this for a second you, you can't see right now but he's driving in from this direction so he's basically speeding towards the school where all the kids are letting out of which also leads me to the question why is he just now driving to school if school just got let out yeah my thought is he's picking someone up he's gonna He's gonna. He knew Bella's name. He said, "Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so sorry, Bella." So he knows Bella. Yeah. He missed school. He is speeding to get here. Yeah. Uh, and and something is incredibly urgent, and it is clearly icy and snowy. So yeah. whatever he's got going on in his life, this whatever subplot this is has to be so important to this guy that he's gonna yeah. endanger a bunch of lives trying to come in. What do you think he is doing? Why is he driving so fast into this school parking lot? Oh, you know what's what? he got going on? This? so important this guy he he missed school but he's got to make his club you know yeah oh maybe that's it he you know he probably has some sort of after school activity and he had to drive home to get something that he forgot his Mm -hmm. bassoon or whatever maybe he's one of those people who jersey puts their free periods at the end of the day so they get to go home early what's a free period oh i i had that sometimes in my for derek and for the new listener i was homeschooled and uh when high school stuff comes up i have no idea i like i've heard the term free period before right 
I, can you just do that? Like, what level of autonomy? I always assumed. I'm going to start about five or six questions and not finish of them. Okay. I always assumed that in public school, your schedule was set for you by the school. Is that correct? I went to private school. Okay. So I went to a private st- private Catholic school. Still, but still more of a traditional um, school experience than I had. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's similar in that way, but I... You get more autonomy as you go along. Like basically, when you're a freshman, they just kind of choose what you yeah. do. But by the time I was a senior, I like there were a couple of classes that I was like, oh, I get to choose which class I'm taking right here. Yeah. Great, and you got to adjust your schedule a little bit, kind of choose where things were. And at a certain point, if you've like done AP credits or if you've done extra things, you were able to just like have one less class okay. than everyone else, which I was able to do. Um, I took six years of Mandarin. So uh-huh. by the time I was a senior, I didn't have a language credit to take. So I was yeah. like, I think I chose to do something like a different class. Uh, I, I like chose to take extra calculus or something. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, then I didn't have to do it in college. But uh, some people ended up just having like a free period that they could put wherever they wanted, yeah. where they just had like 45 minutes of just time to kill and if you put that at the end of the day you could just leave now so you'd it'd be like 1 30 and you're just like great i can go home is a free period and study hall are those different things so my school was a little weird we had like a a study hall kind of uh-huh. like at the same time every day everyone would go to their like study hall yeah. period and it was only like 15 minutes it was basically like someone who would like check everyone and be like great everyone's at school everyone's here and it was just kind of like a, a coming together of people and like where they would do announcements hand things out just a way of like organizing where everyone would be yeah. at a time uh but i think maybe that was different at some other places where like it'd be like just a literal study period where like great now you have access yeah. to all these resources go study and do whatever sure. you want but but now free periods if your free periods at the end of the day you can leave cool if your free period's in the middle of the day, are you just hanging around the halls? Is there a special room where you're supposed to sit? How does this work? Um, what, is, what is going on in America's schools that children are not learning, it sounds like? When, when They're I, driving very fast. When, yeah, apparently this guy... Towards the school. He really needed to get back. He had to get back from yeah. Magic Club. I imagine there's a Magic Club in this world. It would make sense. Like, But it yeah. would be like a gritty Magic Club. It would be like they're doing like Chris Angel kind of tricks. Interesting. That That's what I imagine would be uh-huh. like a subplot of this movie. They're doing that trick where you poke a needle through your arm and the only way to do it is to just keep doing it and doing it until like a tunnel of scar tissue forms like an ear piercing. Mm-hmm. It just just sticking skewers through their yeah. arms one at a time. So everyone would get into this room yeah. and then the teacher's there moderating it. He doesn't, uh-huh. he doesn't give a shit. And everyone's like, all right, guys, now we're going to stab our arms yeah. 40 times for this Between hour. the bone and the muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't hit either one. And remember, you can't tell anyone what's going on here because right. that breaks the magician's code. Are you applying your eyeliner properly? <laughs> um, schools are a mystery yeah. to me. I was homeschooled, and then I went to a very small Baptist college, which is was essentially the homeschool of colleges. Um, shout out Houston Baptist University, now Houston Christian University. Go Huskies, dogs up. Who? I do have to say yeah. something about homeschooling. I feel like sure. so many of the homeschooled people that I know are some of the smartest people that I know. Like, yeah. they have just so much knowledge about things. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> to criticize the American uh-huh. school system, uh, <laughs> to, to, to criticize no, no, the American yeah. school system, I feel like there's 
just an, an element of like, ah, whatever, I'm in school, I don't really care. I'm not here to learn. I'm here right. because I'm made to be here. And and I do have to say, to pat you on the back, yeah. you have more random history knowledge uh-huh. than anyone I have ever met. For some uh, context, uh-huh. uh, we, we do this show together. It's a short form musical improv show called Riff in Chicago. And every time we do um, historical hangout where they just have to give you some random history character, I have no idea the suggestions mm-hmm. that you're getting and the suggestions that you take. And you're like, oh, yeah, here's 10 facts about St. Leonard Third from Scotland. It's like, who the hell is that? Well, first of all. <laughs> Something about homeschooling uh-huh. <laughs> made you soak up all of this history knowledge. I don't know if it was the homeschool. I don't know if it's nature or nurture, if I, like, if I was just born that way or if it was the homeschool. Because there certainly are homeschoolers who aren't like that. And it definitely, like, yes, homeschooling, when done right, does allow the individual student to sort of pursue their own interests and learn about stuff that they are interested in in a deeper way, sometimes at the expense of learning about other more important things. There are other homeschoolers, however, that don't have that experience. And you're less likely to meet those because that's the weird, insular, borderline Amish homeschoolers. You know, it's a broad spectrum. Sure. We're not. We're not. Not all every. Like, not everyone's qualified to homeschool a child. Certainly not. <laughs> and uh, not everyone should be homeschooling their children. Arguably, when done right, it works very well. But that's really hard to do. You know, high risk, high reward, so to speak. Yeah, like driving fifty miles an hour in a parking lot we towards know, a school. We learn high not risk, to do high that. reward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's showing you the risk and the uh, the payoff from it. Yeah, I will say if you want like a good, if you want a good look at what it's like to be homeschooled, watch Mean Girls. Mean Girls is yeah. the most accurate depiction of homeschooling I've ever seen in media. Most homeschoolers in movies or TV shows are just depicted as antisocial weirdos. Mean Girls, for whatever reason, is the one that gets it. That like, no, no, homeschooling doesn't mean you never talk to anyone. It means you talk to a whole bunch of different people and you learn weird stuff. And maybe you're not so good at understanding the ways and social mores of public schools, as I have not been on this show. But enough about homeschooling, more about cars. Who is at fault, do you think? The guy driving too fast or the person who started backing out of their spot without checking the rearview mirror? Oh, definitely the guy driving too fast. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really fault the guy backing out. He didn't back out super quickly or abruptly. Yeah. And, and how can you be expecting someone to be driving so fast? Like, yeah, you got to be checking your mirrors. You got to be looking around and stuff. But I think that is that is really the fault of the guy who's just barreling down yeah. this this school parking lot yeah. as fast as this car can probably go. I was trying to do some math, trying to figure out how fast is this car going, specifically when it starts sliding and then when it hits Bella. Does it have time to get across the parking lot? How bad would it hurt her? Could, could Edward really damage the car like that with his hand? And I figure once it starts sliding, it's going about 15 miles an hour, which I guess is decently fast for a sliding car. Who knows, though, how fast he he was probably going, I don't know, 30, 35, pulling into this this (laughs) parking lot. So the van comes in, the guy pulls out, he swerves, he hits some ice, he starts sliding perfectly sideways into Bella, who I guess doesn't see until it's too late because she's listening to Paramore or whatever. She almost dies. Have you ever almost died? Oh, I I don't think I have ever almost 
died. Have you ever almost killed anyone? Let's flip it oh. around. Have I ever almost killed anyone? Yeah. Accidentally, uh, not not like in a fit of rage. I'll, I'll tell my story while you think. It sure. happened just a few, about a year ago, I'd say maybe this past winter, I was driving on a very snowy Chicago night. Super, super hard blizzard coming down. I was driving down Belmont, for those of you, my Chicago listeners who are familiar, and there's a couple people I see walk into a crosswalk, and I hit my brakes, and I realize I'm not stopping. The snow is carrying me. So I lay on the horn to tell these people, please stop walking into the crosswalk. I can't slow down. And then they see me, all they see is a car going through a crosswalk that they're walking through. So they start like yelling at me and flipping me off. And as I'm like blowing through this crosswalk, laying on my horn, I roll down my window and be like, sorry, I can't stop. Um, so that was my, I, the car was trying not stopped by face. hand. Just, yeah, <laughs> trying to be like, I understand you're mad at me, but please don't be. I'm actually, I'm not an asshole. I'm not trying to kill you. <laughs> that, right. That horn was not me saying out of the way. That horn was me saying, oh, I can't. <laughs> That was me saving your life. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you repay me. Yeah. Um, I, I do have uh, yes. uh, 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 one story, actually. I I was driving um, in, in, in Wrigley. It was it was nighttime. Uh, no good story ever starts off. I was driving through Wrigley. Bell. I know, I know, I know. And, and I was at a spot where it would be super inconvenient if I had to just keep driving forward. I was at like a, a four-way intersection with like some with like some well, not a four way there's like a one way one direction whatever it was all clutter yeah and I'm trying to I need to be going the opposite way so I, I thought great no cars really coming I have enough space here to use this intersection to turn around to make yeah. a U turn in this intersection which is that illegal should I not be doing that it's only illegal if you get caught oh I think that's the rule on making U turns in intersections all right so maybe I shouldn't have been doing U turn at this intersection maybe not anyways so I, I go to I put my left blinker on so I'm going to do this U turn and I kind of like turn right to make it a wider turn and as uh -huh. I come around the car behind me zooms ahead thinking I'm making a right turn Ooh. and as I'm turning left stops like an inch from my car and so I can see outside the left side of my window this person just like like deer in the headlights, eyes yeah. wide, like our cars, like inches from hitting each other. And she almost rammed right into that driver's side. And I was just like, both of us were just kind of like, um, like no one's honking the horn. No one's yelling. Everyone's just like, Ooh, that could have been bad. <laughs> you both <laughs> took some risks. Yep. So she, she backed up. Uh -huh. I continued going and then I went the other way and went back uh, and I got myself home and it was terrifying. It was like, like, like nerve wracking. And I, and I, I have not made that kind of a, a U-turn in an intersection since I'm just like, that was a risk that I'm not willing to take again. And a hundred percent, like, yeah, your fault for for like you shouldn't have zoomed out into that into that thing. You got to wait until someone completes whatever their move is before you go through this stop sign. But also, I was doing an illegal thing. I was you know misdirecting where right. I was going right. a little bit. There's no way you could have known that I was gonna hang a U-turn. What should I have, like stick my arm out and been like you like I'm not you know, doing you're, a you're doing a you <laughs> your left blinker instead of your right maybe yeah. was a was a dead giveaway. Yeah, could have helped in that situation. I guess. Yeah. I guess but e either way everyone was fine everyone was okay and that that is a moment that i was like that could have been bad i could have that messed me up <laughs> yeah so. it, that sounds like sort of an answer to both questions yeah. a near death and a near kill experience yeah. i think in this case the person that you almost killed was yourself i know so the van it slides it almost hits bella 
Edward jumps in, stops it with a single hand. Mm-hmm. What a hero. Do you think you could have, obviously you couldn't have stopped the van. No one could have except a vampire. Do you think if you were Bella's in her position, could you have jumped out of the way of the van? Uh, not if I was listening to Paramore. That's true. Um, he, she was so absorbed in her music. And even after he stops the van, she still got that earphone in. She's still just like those are bumping good, to those tunes. Those are good earphones. I know. Mine would have fallen out. Yeah, exa- especially in, in 2008 when this yeah. came out. I have a hard time keeping earbuds in. That's mm. why I don't use AirPods. Mm. I'm strictly an over-the-ear guy. We have the same headphones. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. I do appreciate the staring contest that they have throughout this scene. That is Like, weird. it starts with them, like, he's just, like, looking at her from, from across. Car. Yeah. yeah. And he, she just, like, keeps turning her back, and she's like, what the what the heck is going on here? Uh-huh. <laughs> he just keeps staring. It's like, there's just, like, so much tension that they're building between them, and it's just, I just imagine heavy breathing happening. Like, if someone layered in oh, heavy yeah. breathing, it would, like, it would fit perfectly, just people going, like, <sighs> 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 There you go. If you need to layer in any heavy breathing, just isolate that audio right there, and you've got it. Yeah, it's weird, and then he sort of runs away, and all the other kids run up because they just saw probably the coolest thing they're going to see all year. They just saw someone almost die. Um, what Was there a big event, a big cool thing that happened that all the students at your school were talking about when you were in high school? Um, <laughs> I don't when know, I was, uh, When I was a junior in high school, um, a bunch of people, I won't name names, went on like a school trip. Uh-huh. We had a bunch of like like retreats and stuff. Yeah. Being, a, being a Catholic school, we'd like do these retreats and things to these different random places. Um, uh, so one of them was right by a farm and a couple students from um, this group snuck off of the retreat site, went over to this farm and rode a couple horses. Just like took horses out of the stable and rode them around. Like bareback? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And promptly got caught. Yeah. Like immediately got caught. And was got, this like during the day? I wasn't with them. Uh-huh. But I just remember hearing about it and then all of these people being like, like, you are on serious probation. You're gonna be suspended for a couple weeks. You're like not doing this or that. And they just became the guys who rode the horse. Like they came back to such a weird welcome because some people were like, heck yeah, man, you rode that horse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was crazy and other people were like getting kicked out of clubs and teams and it's yeah. like you're getting all these punishments and it's like was it worth it you did get to ride a horse yeah but at what cost were there horses in the area you grew up where you went no. to school no, no okay no, no, not at all well we were we were like right by detroit you know we're right. in a city there's there there definitely were places if you went to like some of the suburbs that had country clubs that had horses and stuff and yeah it's where all the horse girls went my sisters were horse girls, so they were always going to these places and yeah. riding around the horses. It weren't like a normal thing. So I guess, you know, a lot of people going out there and seeing horses, All like, right. oh, no, oh, shoot. I'm going to pull a Clint Eastwood right now. Sure. And <laughs> hop up on that horse. Sure. I, this is another one of those times where I minded I grew up in a small town in Texas, and I probably have, for what I consider, very little experience with horses, but is more than the average person. Sometimes, I don't know why this specifically comes up, but I will ask people, how many times in your life have you ridden a horse? How many times have you ridden a horse? I think I've ridden a horse six or seven times. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at, too. Decent amount, actually. Which is more than most people. I went to a lot of summer camps, so that was like part of it, where it's like, hey, we're going to go on a a horse trip now. And my family's done it a few times, because my sisters were horse girls. Right, and I just had like friends 
that had horses. Like, well, not multiple horses, like a horse. This is so tangential. Because they lived out in the middle of nowhere. But have you ever watched all those movies about horses? I've seen every movie about horses. Yeah, I've seen Spirit Stallion of the Samurai. Black Beauty. I've I've seen My Friend Flicka. Mm. I've seen War Horse. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And that's all the horse movies there are. Yeah, and The Godfather. I guess technically, <laughs> is, there, a horse of, plays a pivotal part. One in that of them movie. is very briefly a horse movie. Yes. Yeah. If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode, so make it good. We'll call it Edward Superman. Edward Superman. Yeah. That's it. That's it's, it. it's kind of like Edward Scissorhands, but okay. Edward Superman's, I guess. Edward Superman's. Because he He'd, pulls that Superman, like, you know, stopping the train move, you know? He does, yeah. Where it's like Superman could have taken the person away sure. from the, the train. He's fast enough to do that, but instead he yeah, stops yeah. and he smashes the heck out of this train. Yeah. Edward's kind of doing a similar thing. Like, I'm not sure he could move her and it would wreck her car, too. And then how is she going to. Get over get to his home. place. Yeah. yeah, he does pull that same kind of classic Superman move where he's like, "I'm gonna get in front of here and I'm gonna stop this and car." And make things pretty bad for someone else, but I'll save you in the process. Yeah, Edward does indeed Superman in this scene. For the listener at home, Derek is currently wearing a Superman shirt. Oh yeah, I, I am. I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, Derek. Thank you for being on the show. If people want to learn more about you and your music career and your upcoming move across the country, where can they maybe do that on social media or or Spotify? You can find me um, on Spotify at Demko, D-E-M-K-O. That's where all of my music is. I just uh, dropped an album called Priorities. Um, One of my favorite rappers of all time, Royce to 59 is on the first song of the album. Very exciting for me. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, super excited. So if you want to listen to my music, you can listen to it on all streaming platforms. You can find me on social media at uh, Derek Demko or at Demko Music. All of those work. Uh, I'm trying to. I don't know if you can merge Instagram accounts, but I've I have two different yeah. Instagram accounts, and I I want to merge them into okay. one because there's no reason to have two. Well, if you work at Instagram and know how to do that, reach out to Derek. I yeah, think, <laughs> yeah. How do you spell Derek? There's a lot of different ways. That's to do that. true. It's true. D E R E K. Cool. And the simple way. Demko is D E M K O. There yeah. you go. Like Derek Jeter and like Thatcher Demko, the uh, the, he's a goalie, he's nope. a hockey goalie. No one knows who that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't <laughs> say for sure. I don't think there's a huge overlap between listeners to this show and hockey fans. I'm not. I'm sure there, there are be. Twilight fans who like hockey and hockey fans who like Twilight. But I, I, I would be curious to see how those overlap. I mean, if 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 we had hockey players in this scene, they could have skated across that ice. And That's true. Bella and. And then you don't have that that sexual tension near the end of the scene where they're just... <sighs> yeah, you know, maybe that's a better explanation if the Edward has to give when he explains how he could get across the parking lot so fast is that he was on skates. Yeah, he's wearing his ice skates. Yeah, he's just ready for hockey practice, I mm-hmm. guess. If you like the show, good. Thank you for liking it. Uh, why not follow us on social media at BitesizedPod underscore. Give the show a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. Tell a friend about it. Word of mouth still really is the best way to get word out. Tell a friend. Post it on social media. I don't know. Send someone a link. Christmas is coming up. And what better gift can you give than the gift of a podcast? If you want to send us an email, maybe correct something that I got wrong because I made at least one factual error in this episode, you can send an email to myfavoritetwilightpodcast at gmail.com. And if I like it, I will read your 
email on the air. You can also follow me at benabear.com on social media. B-E-N-A-T-B-E-R-T-D-O-T-C-O-M. Slow that down if you want to hear how to spell my weird last name. That is it. I think that is all we have for today's episode of Bite Sized. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. But until then, as we say at the end of every episode, have a real good time with your fangs. Have a real good time with your fangs. See you next time. <laughs>